0: Now, fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Well Is it a flip-flop or a case of a politician admitting a mistake and moving on? And will it affect the outcome of Thursday's by-election in Scarborough Rouge River? Last week, constituents received letters signed by Ontario PC leader Patrick Brown stating that a PC government would scrap controversial liberal changes to the sex-ed curriculum. After taking a lot of heat yesterday, Brown recanted, saying... He would not scrap sex ed and that the letter was a mistake and that he did not authorize it even though it went out under his signature
2: in scarborough rouge river there is significant opposition to the sex education curriculum um, the Many of the campaign activists there uh, felt this was, uh, a hot, well, it was a hot issue at the doors. They wanted um, to campaign on it. Ultimately, they went further than I was comfortable with, um, and hence why uh, I, I wanted to come out and clarify. It's one thing to say we can do a better job in consultation. What I didn't feel comfortable with was the word scrap or stop sex education, uh, because that's certainly not my intention. It's not what I would do if I was premier. And I realize this may, this may cost me the by-election of Scarborough River.
1: So, was admitting the mistake before the by election an act of principle? And what do we make of a leader who allowed his signature to be used on a document? He apparently didn't even read. We want to hear from you. The number is 416-360-0740. Toll free one 866 740 740 In the meantime, on the line, I have the PC candidate in Scarborough Rouge River, Councillor Raymond Cho. Councillor Cho, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you very much for inviting to your program, and good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. So, was this letter a mistake? Do you agree?
3: Well, uh, this is something uh should be clarified by our leader. That he, I didn't write the letter, so it's, uh, the question should be addressed to Patrick Brown. But me, as a PC candidate, I've been knocking on the door, and uh, in my writing, uh, this is a real... Uh, Multicultural, diverse community, and uh, many, many uh, parents uh, from Chinese community they expressed concern, uh, especially from Muslim community, Hindu community, and the parents who have uh, young children they express the concern. Uh, so I said, you know, uh, I've been elected eight times, uh, mainly because uh, I have a big ears. Uh, democracy, a uh, good democracy, should have big ears, and especially politicians, they should have a big ears, and, uh, uh, have, have a big ears to listen to the citizens. And uh, I've been listening to uh, whatever the issue, and I addressed the issue. And that's how I got elected eight times.
1: Uh, Councillor Cho, a letter also went out in simplified Chinese. Uh, did that also, say that a PC government would scrap the sex ed curriculum. I didn't. I didn't read
3: the uh, Chinese uh, uh, translation. I read the uh, our leader Patrick Brown's letter. I also read the uh, Toronto Star article this morning and the, the editorial. And the, the editorial was a very good one. Uh, so uh, I'm with the leader. But um, also, when I get elected uh, as an MPP, I like to voice uh, the parents' concern and uh, uh, you know the, the whole thing uh, uh, happened mainly because this liberal government they didn 't do a good job in terms of uh, getting consultation and uh, respect the concern of uh, the view of the parents if they did the proper job. This issue uh, cannot be, should not be the issue.
1: So just so a minute. If, if I go back. Uh, I'd just yes, like to follow up. So you didn't even read the Chinese version that I went out to your constituents? I'm not
3: Chinese. I cannot read Chinese character. My background is Korean, but I did read the English version. Uh-huh. That's why okay. I, I say I didn't read the Chinese uh, letter, because I cannot read Chinese.
1: Okay. Well that makes sense. I can't read it either. That's why I didn't read it.
3: That's right. Same thing. Yeah. Uh
1: so so basically you're saying that uh you agree with your leader that that you would not scrap this thing but you would like to listen more? I'm I'm trying to get a sense of where you stand on this.
3: That's right. Uh yeah, that's an excellent point. I, I totally agree with uh our leader and uh oh uh, we are all human beings we make human error and uh, if somebody makes a mistake whatever the issue I think uh, only big people could uh, admit and uh, apologize but uh, I agree that the uh, our leader said he will listen to the concerns of the parents so we need a more ongoing uh, consultation whether it's a curriculum whether it's a rapid transit whether economic uh, uh, policy, whatever, we constantly go back, revisit it and make it better. And the curriculum, it, it could be one of them, and especially when so many parents they express concern. So I'm more than uh, willing to listen to the parents, and I will be their voice at Queen's Park. Uh,
1: the leader has said, Patrick Brown has said today, that he thinks that, um, clarifying this, that saying that he would not scrap it might cost Uh, You the election. Do you agree with that? Uh, I don't think they cause
3: uh, any damage to my election. A lot of people, they're voting for me because they have confidence in me. They trust me. They trust my judgment. And uh, I could say that uh, I'm an honest politician. I listen. And uh, uh, I never apologize. But uh, all I say is... uh, Uh, I will listen to the concerns of our parents and some parts of uh, this uh, uh, sex health education curriculum is good I don't like bullying before I become politician uh, I was a school social worker we shouldn't tolerate bullying uh, homophobia and uh, that section is good but some of the parts uh, parents express concern then see how we could make it better
1: uh-huh. Yes. And and so, um, well, uh, so you would ask the leader to reopen it.
3: Uh, I, I leave it up to the, uh, the, uh, the leader and the uh, uh, PC policy, but uh, uh, I will listen to concerns and uh, I will bring this input to our PC and especially uh, whatever the policy we make, I, I, I will participate very actively. And I'll be the voice of the parents uh, from Skabal,
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think, just in general, about... Um, Patrick Brown took responsibility for this letter, but it apparently went out without him looking at it, <laughs> with his signature. I mean, how can something like that happen? And what does it say about your campaign?
3: You know, uh, that kind of question should be addressed to our leader and our... Uh, Party Step, uh, the communication channel. uh, So I don't think I'm the right guy to answer.
1: Okay. On that note, uh, Councillor Cho, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it, and uh, best of luck to you on Thursday. Oh, thank you very much. I need that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Uh, We're going to have time for one call before we take a break, and we've got Ed in Toronto. Hi, Ed. Uh, How are you, Libby? Fine. How are you?
4: Oh, not too bad, I guess. Uh, I just want to make a comment. Uh, uh, Sounds like uh, uh, Counselor Chow or MP Chow. uh,
1: Not yet. He's still...
4: (laughs) Well, he's trying to be uh, put back in. Uh, I would say he would uh, be an honest guy. But uh, I'm just wondering with this flip-flopping... and doing things without mandates by this liberal government. Are people not fed up with this yet? And shouldn't shouldn't uh, any party now be writing, uh, running on the uh, mandate of uh, uh, recall uh, like they have in B.C. on a government that starts doing things like selling off hydro and, and on and on it goes uh, if they want to be guaranteed to be elected and be an honest government? We, sh- I think it's time that we have a system like they have in BC, where the government can be brought down on uh, on issues, or in California, for example, and probably many of the states. Eh?
1: Okay, well, that's an interesting thought, Ed. Thanks a lot.
4: Uh, even the Green Party, I think they would probably win many seats if they bring in something like the right of recall. Uh, I think it's time that we have this um, at all levels of government. You know.
1: Okay. Well. Um I don't think the Green Party uh, would get many seats doing that, but it is certainly a thought, and a lot of people are interested I in elective
0: reform. They
4: have intelligence. They must be fed up with uh, the government's going ahead and doing things like selling off hydro, and and it's on and on, the sex you know, curriculum, and so on, when there's so many people opposed to it.
1: Okay, Ed, we've got to take a break. Thanks, thanks for your thanks, call.
4: Thanks for listening.
1: Okay, bye-bye. Okay, uh, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to check in with columnist Joe Wormington about all the shenanigans at Queen's Park, because this is not the only big thing that's happening. Uh, before we go, the numbers to call 416-360-0740 or toll free one 866 740 And we will be back after this.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. Well, the sex ed letter controversy is not the only thing making headlines from Queen's Park. Yesterday, the Liberals dropped a bombshell. The announcement that they will ban all MPPs from attending fundraisers. And that is certainly an about-face after they blocked attempts to end the so-called cash-for-access fundraising. And that was uh, very, very pricey fundraisers attended by business leaders or union leaders who did government business uh, that would be attended by the premier and cabinet ministers with, as I said, very hefty Price tags, this was a routine thing. Uh, the Liberals tried to block information about it, and suddenly they've changed their minds. Uh, what does it all mean? Uh, we've got Joe Wormington, Toronto Sun columnist. He's here with me now. Hi, Joe. Hi. I'm
2: going to have to disappoint you because uh, I thought we were talking about the letter. I don't really know very much about that other than what I heard on the news. So
1: We're, we're going to we talk about, about the, the letter practice. as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but, uh, you know, again, the the big story obviously should be that, uh, in light of all the fundraising and things like that. But Christina Blizzard is probably the right person to talk to about that.
1: Joe, okay, we'll talk about the letter. I'm surprised that you don't have an opinion on the fundraising.
2: Well, you know what, Um, I think that it's all, uh, it fits into the same category, that I don't believe anything that is said at Queen's Park, and I don't really... You know, I know that they're going to continue to fundraise, and I know that there's a lot of that business of, you know, you help me on the election campaign, so then I help you later. It's just kind of human nature. So, you know, again, because I don't cover Queen's Park uh, every day, I don't know a lot about the ins and outs of why they're doing it that way other than they've been caught in all their spending. Like I said, uh, I didn't realize it was about that. I thought it was more about
1: well, we we are we have letter. been talking about the uh, sex ed letter. Yeah, I was
2: listening to uh, I was listening to Raymond Cho. I thought it was a great segment, and he's in a real pickle because here's a guy who is trying like heck to make headway. He's been elected, I think, seven or eight times as a councillor. He's a heck of a guy, Korean background, uh, done a great job in his ward, and yet his own leader goes and cuts his knees off. He's got Doug Ford out there with him. And, uh, you know, stiff competition in a place that's never had a conservative MP MPP. Sorry. And and, you know, he's thrown completely under the bus by the leader.
1: Um, how so? Because because of that letter. But the the leader says that he knew nothing about the letter, even though he takes responsibility for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's really something. I mean, you imagine if uh, you were a pilot, and you said you didn't know anything about, you know, the what you just drank or I mean, it's it's not fooling anybody. I mean, the guy was—I have a letter from a year and a half ago, which, in which Patrick Brown said that he was on the side of the parents and and that you know in the sex ed. And then he flip flopped it, and then he flip flopped back just two days ago. And now he's back to where he was. So I don't know what the truth is out of Patrick Brown's mouth, but uh, it looks pretty opportunistic. And I'm not buying this business. He didn't know anything about the letter. If that's the case, whoever sent that letter out would, would have been fired.
1: Well, uh, maybe they will be yet.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, you go ahead and believe that if you like. I mean, I look, at. I guess I have to have an open mind. But, I, you know, I'm cynical enough to understand what this really is. And, you know, basically what's happened here is the, you know, not only was Mr. Cho thrown under the bus, because for a few hours he's out campaigning that they were going to actually kill this, this uh, sex ed stuff. And then he had to reverse it again but also the parents you know I heard Patrick Brown on different interviews I don't know if he was on on Zoomer but he was on a lot of different radio stations today and basically throwing out that homophobic uh, word in essence, you know what if you don't support this you, it's homophobic I covered it very closely got to know a lot of the parents, including the real reason this has happened which is a woman named Queenie Yu who by the way is Chinese and she is running in that. Writing And the reason why they put the letter out in Chinese is because she has all the Chinese vote, and it's not going towards Raymond and so that's why they
1: so where is that. it going it's the- going
2: to it's going to queen you, who is a one issue candidate in that writing, and that's to stop the sex ed curriculum
1: and and she's, who does she represent
2: she represents uh, herself she's an independent okay and shes she's just sort of created her own little website she'd be an interesting guest for you. She's not homophobic, no matter how many people call her that. She's a, a mom and a good person and a Torontonian, and she's running in the election. And she's the one that caused all of this because they panicked because she has, you know, I, I understand about 1, seventeen, eighteen, hundred 1,800 votes, and, and that's enough to you know, put Raymond Cho in the Queen's Park, and he's not going there now unless they can get those votes. They had him for a few hours, actually, but then they turned around and changed it again.
1: Uh-huh. So uh, you think that uh, this this actually might uh, cause the loss of that by-election?
2: We can't be good for it. I mean, we both of us have covered politics for a long time. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, this was so messy today, Libby, in terms of what Patrick Brown did to his party, to his own legacy, uh, on and on and on. Damage control, bizarre, you know, bizarre stories about, being up north and not knowing about a letter that he signed, and of course it's the fourth different uh, you know view he's had on the subject. So I'm not going to go along with it. Some um, some you know. people
1: are are painting this as an act of principle. Uh, they're basically saying that he instead of trying to cover up instead of trying to deny that a mistake was made, that that he took responsibility, he said a mistake was made, and that he was going to correct it?
2: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. That's a good spin, uh, for sure. He's changed his position so many times. I mean, who knows what tomorrow brings. He's a good guy, don't get me wrong. I like the guy. Uh, but the, the whole business of people that are concerned about the sex ed, are homophobic. That's the kind of the narrative of the day. He used it himself. Sounds like Premier Wynne who uses that. Of course, that's not exactly true. Uh, What it is are a lot of people that don't want to have certain things taught the children as young as 5 and 6 and 7 and and so forth. And they're allowed to speak, too, without being called names.
1: So, uh, I mean, again, do you you think that this has the potential to... uh, you know, lose the election.
2: Well, it's a lot more than that, because Patrick Brown, if he wants to be a Liberal, he should just go and join the Liberals. I mean, obviously, Christine Elliott was comfortable joining the Liberals and taking a big job with Kathleen Wynne, and John Tory, obviously, has sold out and become a Liberal, almost like a Liberal cabinet minister as mayor. So you want some Conservative voices, and you have somebody purports to be Conservative, then turns around and says, oh, by the way... We don't like their carbon tax, but we're going to put our own carbon tax and carbon emissions thing on. It'll be much better. And same thing with this uh, talking about the sex ed. If you want to have the same party, then, you know, go ahead and do that. But the idea of having a conservative party is to have conservative views, and so it'd be nice to have a conservative leader. I think he's in big trouble. If he doesn't win the by-election on Thursday, there will be people on the social conservative side that will ask for his uh, resignation, or at least move towards that. Uh, he may be able to survive that, but he, obviously the party's not happy. You've got to remember, Libby, that who is he and how did he get there? I mean, you never heard of the guy, I know you didn't, but you did hear of Christine Elliott. It was her job to, to lose. She should have won that job, but the reason she didn't win it was because he did a better job of campaigning and get, getting people to help him, you know, sign up memberships and get them more yep. votes that was the indian community that was the social conservative community that put him in that position and his position to them was he was against the sex ed curriculum and now you know i guess today he's not for it yesterday he was for it for a while and the day before that he wasn't so he's really really thrown a lot of people under the bus still a good guy don't get me wrong like the guy personally but somebody's got to call these these politicians for what they really are doing I'm trying to do that for you here today.
1: Okay. Uh, let's take a call from Maria in Etobicoke. Hi, Maria.
3: Oh, hi, Libby. Oh, that was so disappointing. Um, I, you know, like, I am a liberal. I'm going to come right out and say it. And i um, been very disappointed with what Catherine wynne been doing. And I was honestly hoping I was not going to have something, like, similar to what we had in the last election, have somebody who is decisive and... Um, Near the issues and would we'll stick to the issues. But what really bothers me is to see how lazy he is, because the election is like in about two years' time, and he doesn't have like a um, a blueprint as of what he's gonna be discussing or going to be looking into. And that sex ed thing, I told me, is a very, very low-lying fruit, and they just grabbed it instead of doing some real work.
1: Uh, that's an interesting take on it. I mean, uh, uh, we just heard Joe saying that he doesn't believe the story of Patrick Brown not knowing about that letter. Well, it's
2: unprecedented, Libby. I mean, I've I mean, I agree. It. It's yeah, it's a
1: pretty hard one to swallow.
2: For sure, it is. And, and the thing is that the caller makes a good point because you sit there and you wonder, well, what does this guy stand for? And you know, a lot of conservatives want him to stand for things like this sec debt issue or the carbon emissions issue, and to be conservative on it, and to say, you know what, let's have a talk about this, consult the parents. You know, we purport to be a country to accepting the people from all over the world, to jabs and all these kinds of things, except for on this issue. They're not allowed to turn around and say, look, I don't feel comfortable using the word vulva, say, to teach my child. Well, people say, well, that, you know what, that's uh, homophobic. Well, no, it isn't homophobic. These people aren't homophobic. What they are is they're expressing a view, and there's nothing wrong with the conversation. The Liberal Party and the Liberal government has just pushed forward this narrative that if you say one thing about this, you're racist, you're homophobic. And that's why the journalists don't come on and talk about it, because they don't want to be called that. They don't want their careers to be over. But the reality is that's what this is. I mean, this is no, nobody's homophobic. If someone holds up a homophobic sign, if they deem the that to be homophobic, then go ahead and charge them with. But the people that I covered in this debate, the people that went by thousands and thousands out to Queens Park, were good Canadian people of all walks of life, and they were not what I would call homophobic, and I don't think it's fair to label them that way.
1: Okay, Joe, uh, thanks so much uh, for your input. We're going to have to take a quick break right Thank now.
0: You.